0: From KLIN Radio and the Lincoln Independent Business Association, this is the Lincoln Business Beat, a weekly summary of news affecting area business and a review of interesting topics and issues. Along with LEBA President and CEO Bud Seinhorst, I'm Mark Fale. Glad to have you with us. Lincoln Business Beat is made by, possible by the 1890 Initiative. Visit 1890Nebraska.com, where 100% of your donation goes directly to Husker student-athletes. Bud uh, have the... Liba lunch this past week, one of the <laughs> busy time of the year for Liba, actually. But <laughs> uh, we had a great presentation from Doctor Liz Standish on the Lincoln Public Schools proposed budget. A lot of good questions and the transparency. We're going to talk more about transparency on our deep dive of uh, of another uh, type, but the transparency that LPS has uh, put forward in their budget process, pretty amazing
1: yeah i've i 've always appreciated in uh the fact that l p s is very transparent in their budget and i'm also proud of the history of Liba because um that kind of helped liba helped evolve that transparency which uh, a year ago when we were talking about the budget process and we talked about uh transparency with l p s um I had a former l p s board member call me and remind me that LIBA was kind of the champion of making this budget more transparent, more understandable. So it's good. I mean, it's it's good when we have government entities that are transparent and that we can actually find information and be able to understand the information.
0: Well, I found it interesting because uh, Dr. Standish really was able to point out, and she had some uh, slides and in supportive information, what happens when uh, levy stays the same but valuations go up? And she went into the uh, the numbers that they're actually using in their proposed budget for the projected valuation increases that the district uh, is will probably be dealing with. And although they won't have the actual number till sometime in August, uh, she was very clear that you know district wide they're per- expecting a 22 percent increase in valuations and. The the budget itself is about three and a half percent. So what do you do? You look at a levy, and and she pointed out how that all meshes together, and how the 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 levy uh, change that's being proposed could change. I would imagine a cent or two, depending on what the final valuation comes out. And and it's a fluid process, but she was so uh, great with her explan, uh, explanation. I found it uh, to be even a little bit. Comforting to know that they're really looking at every single aspect
1: of that. Yeah, Doctor Standish knows her numbers, and and I mean the thing about the LPS budget too, or the levy is they've got their base levy, which uh, can go up to a dollar five, and then they've got additional levy, which is voted on by the taxpayers for bonds for building schools and and some of those projects. And so I think going in they were at about a buck twenty one. Uh, total levy, uh, and they're going to drop at $0.13. Now, the interesting thing for me, and and this is a conversation that in my circles we have on a frequent basis, is did a public entity, quote-unquote, raise taxes? And so it's always one of those things where, so we left the levy the same, but valuations went up, and you're paying more in taxes, so did they raise your taxes or not? It's kind of a, a, a question that gets batted around in the political arena. And and that's one of the fascinating intricacies of the budget Dr. Standish was talking about. And that is the levy is going down 13 cents. So it's going from a buck 21 to a buck oh eight, roughly. Um, that's still a little fluid until those final numbers get in with protests and such. However, One of the intriguing things I found in listening to Dr. Standish's presentation, and I was not at the Liba lunch because I was on vacation, uh, but I met with Dr. Standish and she went through everything with me, was if you're the owner of a $200,000 home, you're actually going to be paying about $300 more in property taxes this next year. So, the levy got lowered, but you're paying more in taxes, so... Are they raising your taxes? It's it's one of those ping-pong games that gets played between political subdivisions and elected officials and um, people that are kind of following, that are looking for tax relief and those kind of things. So it's, it's an interesting balancing act on did they raise taxes or not.
0: And, of course, you have to also remember that LPS, while it is the majority of the property tax uh, that are paid, they're not the only ones, and and so this becomes quite a complicated spreadsheet that I know you've probably got one with multiple, multiple formulas.
1: I'm trying to figure out how to put that spreadsheet together, to be honest
0: with I, you. I think some of the uh, issues, though, are, is, is the vernacular. Uh, no, we didn't raise your taxes, but the taxes you're going to pay are going up.
1: Yeah. And, and sh- just
0: be that transparent.
1: Well, and and that's one of the things I appreciated, because she kind of took the bull by the horn and said, here's the deal. Um, but a lot of times with political subdivisions, we'll hear, we, we've we maintained your levy. Okay, well, in the last four years, if my house has gone up by 40%, which a lot of people in the area are seeing, well, you left my levy the same, but I'm paying more. So while you left the le- levy the same, my taxes are going up, ergo, people say, you've raised my taxes. And so um, it's it's an interesting conversation to have, and it's an interesting political football that gets batted around between uh, those people that pay attention and the political subdivisions and the elected officials. But, you know, you, you mentioned, Mark, LPS isn't the only one. And we had Dr. Illich on here a few weeks ago talking about uh, what's happening there at SCC, where they're actually... It's a little under $0.02 increase in their levy. Um, They're maxing out their general fund levy because of the changes. And so not only throughout the 15 counties that they serve, which is basically from York County east and then south to the Kansas border. So 15% on average valuation increase plus an increase in the levy So you're going to see an increase in taxes. I mean, that's one's pretty easy. They're raising the levy and your valuations have gone up. They are raising your taxes. Straight up, I don't know how else to portray that. And so we haven't heard yet from the county board and a couple other political subdivisions what's going to happen. But I'm hearing that some of them um, are going to maintain their levy which means you're going to pay more because your property values are going up. If you're if you're one of the I would say super majority of Lancaster County residents whose uh valuations are going up, you're going to be paying more in taxes.
0: Yeah, that's the bottom line.
1: And it's it's one of those things that's really hard for somebody like me that pays attention to sit back and go okay, we're going to be paying a lot more in property taxes because of valuations. And now we've got, you know, even though the the levy's going down at LPS, we're still going to pay more. And even though, you know, our valuations go up and now at SEC, we're going to be paying more. So we'll see what the other ones do. But I think it's important for our listeners to pay attention to these things. And And
0: when when you get the pink card from those that are raising it more and are required to uh, hold the public hearings... Uh, pay attention.
1: Yeah, I mean that's you know decisions are made by those who show up. I know that's a new concept here on Lincoln Business Beat. <laughs> well, I don't think I've said it in two weeks. So, uh, but we we've gotta we've gotta engage with our public officials and understand what's happening.
0: Here. And it also points out that we have to be sure that we take advantage of the property tax credit that the uh, state is funding through uh, the new legislation, and and they've actually expanded that pool there's some stuff going coming out of the casino uh, tax receipts that are going to help fund that so don't pass up that opportunity to uh make uh, that credit available to you
1: well and that credit is interesting because um and i mean i'll just raise a couple of issues that have come up in conversation since this came up so think about a person who rents a house or rents a an apartment place to live their domicile where they're renters so Generally speaking, rent goes up as property taxes and costs go up to the owner of the apartment, the house, the duplex, what have you, and that gets passed on to the renter. The income tax credit gets claimed by the owner of the property. So those renters are seeing that increase and the owner gets the credit. And then there's also the question of if you're depreciate, depreciating the heck out of your building, are you really going to get an income tax credit? So there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts, and I don't know how long the podcast would be if we tried to bring all those moving parts in at once. So the you know the devil's in the details. Um, it's always where we find the interesting pieces.
0: I just want to bring up one little tidbit of information that I gleaned from uh, Dr. Standish's presentation, and we talk about uh, bond issues, and and uh, one of the recent bond issues was to help modernize the environmental uh, uh, remodeling of some of the uh, uh, facilities. And Dr. Standish pointed out that uh, the air quality uh, upgrades that I did, and I believe it was for Park Middle School. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a savings of between a hundred and twenty-five and a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in their utility costs because they were able to do those upgrades. They went with geothermal, I believe, is what it was, and and so that was paid out of the last bond issue. So there, there is when you look at the, as you say, the devil's in the details. It's gl- I'm glad to see that the bond dollars that went into that project are making a difference in the uh, monthly utility costs. So just. See
1: now we'll get into the details again, and my question is, how long does it take to right. pay for the ROI? Right? I mean, that's that's the thing, and so I think, and, and I'm not against air quality improvements or any of that kind of stuff, but you know, from a business perspective, when we make an investment in a business, we're looking at the ROI. So I think there's fascinating, it, it, fascinating conversations to be had. How about
0: uh, talking about some? Uh... LIBA members, some new member shout outs.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh it was great. So uh several new members that we were able to announce at, at our lunch uh earlier this week. Globe Life Liberty, uh FNIC, Zen Granite, First State Bank, Med Elite Urgent Care L L C Lee and Associates, David Russell, Northwestern Mutual, Davy Boardman, peace studio architects and empower nebraska so it's been a, a good month for us uh, here in the last month or so bringing in new members we're excited to have them um go out and check out those new LIBA members we really appreciate their investment in our organization
0: and i thought that with you on vacation uh, a little bit early this week that uh, we maybe had a, a little shorter calendar but it, <laughs> it got longer this <laughs> week instead of shorter
1: well, you know, we've got a lot of things happening and and uh, and I love it that we're getting we're getting into that routine of, of doing a lot of things for our members. So, upcoming things, uh this coming Tuesday the 25th of July, Coffee and Contacts over at Mosaic I can't believe that I'm saying this, but I'm starting to talk about events in August because we're about to flip the calendar into August, uh, which means kids are going back to school, which feels like summer just started. So I know at my house we're having to have that conversation about it's about time to get ready to go back to school. Well, of course,
0: I'm old school, so we never started when I was in school. We never started until after Labor Day, but... We'll, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll not get on that That's a different that.
1: story, yeah. Well, and I'm an advocate for year-round school, which isn't very popular belief in my house. <laughs> um, so we go into August. Uh, Tuesday the 10th, we have BizNet, hosted by Nebraska Orthopedic. Um, they recently merged with Lincoln Orthopedic, and they have a facility over at 69th and A Street. Uh, we'll be over there. Our LIBA Luncheon on August 15th over at the Grand Mance. Dr. Paul Illich is going to come and talk about SCC and their budget and the whole process there. Um, August 22nd, Coffee and Contacts hosted by Skin Experts. And then looking ahead to the fall, we've got some fun things. September 1st is our annual Leba Foundation golf outing. Uh, September 23rd will be our annual member tailgate over at From Nebraska Gift Shop. October 12th, our poker tournament at Buffalo Wings and Rings. And finally, on Friday, November 17th, the Murder Mystery event hosted out at James Arthur Vineyard. So a lot of networking opportunities coming up uh, for our members to just kind of engage, go out and have fun. We talked about the movie premiere we did here a couple weeks ago, which was a great success. We sold out the theater. Um, People had a great time for the new Mission Impossible movie. So lots of good things happening.
0: And, of course, you can always uh, check these dates at the LIBA website as well. That's liba.org, L-I-B-A dot O-R-G. And that's where you can also, uh, you know, become a new member.
1: Absolutely. There's a Join Here button. You can come on and uh, become a LIBA member. So we're excited to keep growing our membership.
0: Our deep dive uh, coming up in just a moment is uh, the breaking of about a hundred-year precedent by one of the city uh, Organ city uh, offices, one of the departments of uh, Lincoln. Uh, I think uh, everybody probably knows it now because it's been in the media enough for the past few days. Going to talk about uh, the daily briefings at Lincoln Police Department.
1: Uh, well, like changing. And, you know, for me, as as I heard about this and, and have watched this kind of evolve, one of our one of our Paramount tenants at Leba is transparency, government transparency. I mean. We mentioned it in the LPS section. We've talked about government transparency on, on many levels and something that we advocate for on a regular basis. And so um, LPD is making some changes in their daily briefings. And, and, you know, we want to talk a little bit about transparency and what that means for transparency. I look forward to the conversation.
0: It's in our deep dive, and it's coming up. Husker fans, you've probably heard about NIL. That's name, image, and likeness. And now you can have an immediate on the success of our programs. The 1890 Initiative is Nebraska's premier NIL company, and with your help, we can maximize our student-athletes' opportunities with NIL and prepare them for life after college. Nebraska has always been a leader in college athletics. Let's do the same with NIL. To learn more, visit 1890nebraska.com, where 100% of your donation goes directly to Husker student-athletes. That's 1890nebraska.com. Back on the Lincoln business beat, uh, Lincoln Police Department announced uh, in the past week that they are discontinuing their daily briefings. They've been Monday through Friday, except holidays, and are going to three times a week. Well, the daily briefings have been in place for almost 100 years. We've figured out now that the way those have been conducted has changed over the years. But basically, there was a face to face meeting of somebody. Usually, command well, command staff or sworn staff with the media every day, and uh, some modernization uh, of the city's website and uh, new leadership, both the uh, city's top leadership and at the police department. So this change has now been implemented and getting some pushback, especially from the, the media in town. And you've, uh, and in full disclosure, I was at the briefing when Chief Ewens made the announcement. Challenged some of the things, asked a lot of questions and and yes being in the this business uh I've been actively involved in dealing with l p d especially early mornings uh as a morning news anchor, so I come to this full disclosure i was there I'm not pleased with it um but i'll let's uh, let's see where we go from here
1: <laughs> well, I think my first response was a little bit of I guess a head scratcher to me. Um because for me, the the big question was why? Why are we doing this? Um is there a justify I, I always look at these things like is there a justifiable reason? And then secondarily from my perspective those briefings provide information to news outlets not just KLIN but the TV the newspaper other radio other radio all of the media outlets locally to present information to the public and i think of that for my business owners are there a rash of thefts going on in one part of town and should business owners be alert fair question. I think our business owners agree. So how are we going to get that information out to the public? And I, I, I've i really struggled with this because those are the things that I'm looking at. I'm thinking, um, you know, general public safety. Well, I think, I believe, okay, so I was on vacation over the last week, so I'm still fuzzy vacation brain um, and trying to gather everything I read because I I tried to stay a little bit in touch, but not very in touch because of what the term vacation means. But a little bit of it was like, okay, like if there's a, a major crime, I'll call it, maybe a homicide or something like that, they might call a special briefing. And and I was thinking, okay, well, what if there's a rash of break-ins in a certain area of town? How are people, you know, and they happen on Monday afternoon. We're not going to hear about them potentially until Wednesday. And, you know, I'm not a thief. I've not been a thief, and I'm probably too dumb to be a thief. But if they, if they have one area, and they're breaking in, and then you know, we don't find out and it doesn't get out to the public for two days. Are people aware? And, you know, usually if you make people aware, it's a good time for people to learn information. So I'm just struggling with this from that perspective. And, you know, again, I go back to the why do we need to do this? And I heard some things like modernization of we're, we're modernizing how people get information and things like that. And yes, modernization is a great thing. There's a great way to engage in this process, yet I think we could still be doing it on a daily basis. My personal opinion, um, I'm sure there are people that would agree with me, and I'm sure there are people disagree with me. Um, but from a business perspective, I think the business owners need to know what's going on and hey let's be let's be real what are the business do? owners do in this town they pay property taxes they're paying their employees their employees are spending money around here and they're helping our economy like what drives our economy is business it's not local government it's not state government it's not the university it's business business drives economics in our city and I don't, I don't get it. So I'm gonna flip the roles here a little bit today, Mark.
0: <laughs> but I, I want to, you know, also go a little deeper on what you just said. And yes, business drives the economy, and they're the economic backbone. But it's their customers, the rest of the citizens of the city, that also deserve to know what's going on, because it affects their daily life, or very well could.
1: Exactly. As consumers, we're out supporting business every day. And, you know, if there's somebody that's out there and we have video footage of them robbing several people, I think people want to know so that they can be on the alert. I mean, I, I sit on the board of Crime Stoppers, and I love the fact that every month, we are paying out rewards for people who see a tip or bring a tip to Crime Stoppers to be able to get people prosecuted. And so I really question the change in daily briefings on getting that information out. So, All right, role reversal. All right, I, mean, I want to flip the roles because... And, and, you know,
0: I'm not very comfortable in, in these roles because I'm usually the one asking the question.
1: I know, that's why I didn't tell you ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, so... You've been in media for a year or two. Just under 50. You've got a little bit of experience in the media world. Like, how does this affect – because you do news on, on KLIN. That's, that's your part of your job and is I'm, to I'm, provide news and updates. So how does that affect you being able to do your job?
0: In the pa- Well, it, the, the effect is, is huge because the, the transparency issue and not just transparency but the availability – has also been greatly reduced. Uh, That's counter, and and I'm telling you from experience, and I'm talking about real-life experience, not anecdotal, uh, it has been more difficult in the past, I'm going to say almost a year, to uh, get information from Lincoln Police, especially after hours, after business hours, overnight. I do early morning. So you, you can watch the social media and find out certain things that have happened or you get wind of it or a listener will give us a tip. We may get a web submission. Um, And when we go to verify, codify what happened, having availability of, in this case, duty command to give us the latest, what they can give us. In some cases they can't because it's an ongoing, fully understandable. But our news cycle changes so fast uh, we're doing news every half hour and not being able to contact them. And at least for since last fall, uh, not just myself, but other reporters have confirmed that they haven't been able to get a hold of duty command for whatever reason, whether that was on purpose or, or what have you, about two-thirds of the time.
1: that's That's a big number. And I want to go back to something you said there as you were talking there, Mark. You know, sometimes you'll see it on social media and things like that. However... I would think because I know you as a man of integrity when it comes to news and what you do for your profession you want to have some verifiable information, right? And that that arguably should come straight from the Lincoln Police Department. They, you are, know? they, they <laughs> are. I don't want to go to Twitter, you know, you're not you're not a Twitter reporter. You want verifiable information to say did this happen? What happened? What are the actual results? And what if it's
0: an ongoing situation, what do people need to do to keep themselves safe or avoid an area, Uh, that type of thing. I want to discuss the social media because um, that's one of the things that Chief Ewans and and even the mayor said, you know, they're utilizing social media more to get the word out, uh, modernizing how they uh, deal with the news cycle. I'm a little skeptic uh, of uh, social media in that what you're really doing is you're giving your relevant information To those social media posts, getting that out in a timely manner, even if you uh, get alerts when they're posted, you're still subject to the algorithms of Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg primarily. (laughs) Exactly. Not to the duty commander talking to the morning news anchor.
1: Well, and and And, the the thing about that is, you know, okay, I can read a Twitter post and I can see, like last night I was on Twitter and I saw that there was a really bad accident on 56th Street, and it's going to be closed
0: between Spruce and Linden.
1: Yeah, and and it's going to be closed for twelve hours, and then a little about later, there's a little bit, you know. Oh, it might be as long as eight o'clock in the morning. You know, but you're not allowed to interact and ask questions. Like I think the thing about the briefing is the interaction and the ability to go, okay, we're hearing this. Can you confirm that? Oh no, that's not true, or what have you. You know, so there's I think there's a way that you can bring information to them by hearing you know, here's what we heard. You know, there was a thing earlier this summer where there were I believe it was seventy plus shots fired down in the rail yard area.
0: Oh yes, I have personal experience on this regular story.
1: And that and that story and so, you know, there were you know, I think on Twitter it was multiple shots fired, et cetera. A car might have been hit. But then you, I know we're hearing, because you told me about it, well, there were like four or five businesses that had windows shot out. So you can go into a briefing to have that conversation Okay, were there businesses that had their windows shot out? Have you had reports of that? Because we're hearing it. like. There there's a good way to confirm your sources, I guess, and I'm not a media guy, so I don't I'm not I don't know if I'm using the right terminology, but I mean, I I would think that that would be difficult to make your job harder. Oh, absolutely.
0: And especially if it were to happen on a Monday night and no briefing on Tuesday. But let's go to that particular situation. I I got a, a tip that Sunday uh and a very very highly placed uh, source that I consider to be reliable. And I, the tip that I had is that there were dozens of shots, not, yeah. not multiple. And dozens to me means more than multiple. Yeah, um,
1: multiple to me is like ten or less. Yeah, dozens so, to me is forty, fifty, maybe more.
0: Right. Uh, so I immediately uh, made my calls to duty command, and there was no answer. I think I got a hold of them later and said they really didn't have anything they could release. And that was during the day, Sunday, and then Monday we found out. Uh, at briefing Uh, i was a little concerned because we weren't able to get uh, garner much information but i understand that something that of that magnitude they may be may have been looking for somebody and Mm -hmm. but by monday it was uh there were i believe if i remember the number they had uh, reported 49 shell casings shot uh, including a car that was shot well it ended up being more than 70. multiple cars we found this out later multiple vehicles hit uh, businesses hit. And so.
1: I think a parking meter or two got to, Well, two actually, something.
0: the parking meter was hit by the, one of the cars that was trying to leave. Okay. So there was a lot more to this, and it was very difficult to get information out. So those are some of the challenges. And on that particular instance, that afternoon, I was on a social media that I, I, our neighborhood, uh, I think that's the name of the group, Neighborhood Watch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, a post about why isn't the media giving us more information about what supposedly happened in the hay market. And I got on there, I said, I've been working several hours trying to, as a member of the media, trying to get this information, and we're not able to get anything out of Lincoln Police.
1: Well, and I think you bring up another, I'll say, I'll say unintended, but maybe intended consequence of this decision is now the media is being attacked going wait a minute there's these shots fired in the railroad the media is not covering what the hell's wrong with the media why aren't they why aren't they telling us what's going on why aren't we getting more information and well you can only report i mean you what i like about most all of the local media um because i can't say all because i you know you say all and that's a pretty inclusive term but I think there's a ton of integrity in the people I know in the media locally that want to provide the right information. And if I can't if you can't get the right information from them, I mean now you're relying on well, I read on Facebook that somebody said that they heard it was, you know, four hundred and twelve shell casings or I heard somebody in the me you know, I read on social media that there was a big gang fight and then all of a sudden a shooting broke out or whatever. There's just so many innuendos out there. And and this is your source to provide that news, and and I'll go to the twenty four hour news cycle, because we live in that. We've been living in that for thirty plus years, um, and I remember when things started to blow up in Iraq. That's probably the wrong way to say it, but when things started to escalate in Iraq, and Bernie Shaw with CNN was laying under a bed, and they, I mean. But, like, that 24-hour news cycle is we are constantly getting news. And now you throw social media in that because when the when Desert Storm started, there was not social media. Hell, we barely had email in college and websites and stuff. But but it, it has continued to evolve, and I see how, you know, maybe it's a good way to push some information. Yet at the same time, I think there's there's a better way to have interaction to verify things. And if you can't get phone calls back... That makes it difficult. So, I, 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 I don't envy the position that you all have been put in in the media.
0: So, yeah, I'm, I'm. It's, it's not comfortable right now. I'll be very, very honest. I'm not. Uh, I guess I would have to say uh, not a happy camper with this. But all right, we'll see. Well, where, you're not where,
1: the where, only one, where, though. Oh no. Um, I mean, the the Journal Star editorial board has uh, submitted an editorial that they published that they aren't real happy about this lack of transparency. And they actually question, um, you know, I mean, not throwing anybody under the bus. During the interview process, Chief Ewan said transparency was important to her. And now the Journal Star is questioning whether this decision really kind of flies in the face of what she said when she interviewed. And and I have to agree with them. And she also
0: said that... The, the they were not trying to uh, diminish or whittle away from uh, the access uh, of uh, newsmakers. You know, I'm going to use that in a broad term because it may be the chief, it may be assistant chief, maybe a duty commander, uh, maybe somebody in the field. Uh, so I'm just going to use that broad term. Uh, they're not trying to whittle away at at, the, uh, at access, but you don't have a good reputation or a good history of answering the phone. And when you take away 40 percent of the daily briefings, uh, I find that a little bit hard to say we're not whittling away.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you totally. And, you know, and as I said, as we closed out our last segment, transparency is a paramount, I'll call it value, of LIBA and government transparency. And this, I, I question the transparency aspect of this decision. And, you know, everybody at City Hall has to live with this decision. You know, the decision was made. You're, you're free to make your own decisions, as one of my old baseball coaches told me. You're free to make all the decisions you want. You're not free of the consequence. So the consequences, we'll see. And I hope that you are able to get the answers to the questions that you have as a member of the media. I hope you will get responses. However, based on what I'm hearing from you and multiple other people in the media, I'm not confident. I hate to say it that way. I hate to. I'm usually a pretty upbeat guy. I try to be an upbeat guy. This 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 has some concerns.
0: The other aspect of this, and, and uh, both the chief and the mayor have made uh, several mentions of it, the updated website where information is posted and it's available to the public. I can tell you from having done this for a number of years and being in the newsroom in the morning, it is not easy to get relevant information or detailed information from what they do make publicly available. It gives us some resources, but it is not like talking to the duty commander who can tell you, yes, there was a robbery overnight, or yes, there were shots fired, nobody's injured. Uh, Yes, there were shots fired, Uh, two houses were hit. Those are the types of things that are in the nitty-gritty detail that may not come out in a a finalized uh, incident report for two or three days. And that's the stuff that's on, on the website that nobody's going to get access to So if it
1: happens on Thursday, potentially it's not on the website till Monday.
0: It could be Monday, it could be some late For Friday or later. Late Friday, know. it depends on when all of the information is entered into the system. And then and quite frankly, you know, from a, a reporting standpoint, uh, and you can look at the website, uh, there's a the list of calls, the numbers of calls in these various areas, and then they start to populate the incident reports. But it right there as you look at it, it's a Selected incident reports entered on this date.
1: Well, but that.
0: Then, but that, but then you look at it, and it, the incident may have happened two days, three days prior.
1: And and again, I just I keep going back to transparency. It's you know, the briefings at least allowed an interaction, and, and I think relationships are so important in everything we do. There's a relationship there, so when you can go in and say, "Hey, this is what we're hearing," is this true? Well, now you've got to wait for a phone call. You got to wait. You know, does somebody respond? How does it work? How does it go? How's it going to evolve? And and we'll we'll have to see how it goes. And I appreciate the me- media members who were willing to push. I'll say on Friday at the at the briefing. Uh, About this issue and I hope they will continue to push to get the answers because public safety is important to Parents grandparents business owners employees everybody Consumers you want to feel safe and and we want to make sure that information that's relevant gets out to people
0: and Two other public service uh, public safety agencies uh, Lincoln Fire and Rescue Lancaster County Sheriff's Office uh they assured us that they would be available daily if they had something, they would be letting us know and they would show up. So uh the two other primary public safety agencies that media here locally deals with, they are continuing. Uh if they don't have anything they'll let us know. Which is pretty Yeah. Uh, that that's going out of the way yeah to to, to help us. Nothing
1: so, to report today. Don't drive down to City Hall for the right. for the briefing. Okay, great. That's right. Or if you don't hear anything, we're going to have something to talk about. So yeah, we had a situation
0: uh, just this week where uh, the public information officer, uh, MJ Lierman, who's fairly new to the job at LFR, uh, was going to have to be gone. There was a fire overnight. She sent out all the details to us before she left that morning.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, there's been a couple of big fires. There was a three-alarm fire earlier this right. week, and
0: so yeah, that's. So I, I don't want to do this role reversal anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you did a good job, and I appreciate that, but. But I think it's important to hear the perspective from the people that it impacts, and that's one of the things that we try to accomplish is we try to bring guests in, and so you were my secret guest today without telling you, which I knew if I told you, I'd get a, a very emphatic, that's not happening, and so that's why I surprised you with it. Um, I appreciate you doing that, but I also appreciate everything that you and the media members are doing to try to keep people informed on the public safety matters that happen in our community. It's important. And and remember too, uh,
0: this this is something that I've said for for years, probably never enough. But don't lump media in into one big pool because we all have slightly different things that we can bring to the table. Radio can bring the immediacy of traffic situation. I'm just using this as a, as an example. Don't
1: you guys do traffic uh, we, reports we on do. your radio we, station we, pretty we, frequently? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah I yes, mean, yes, we do.
0: But that's the type of news cycle we can we can. Deal you've got to have information. Got to have information great way a great example is severe weather coverage we can ramp up staff up and give you a lot of information uh, and and we're media The Lincoln Journal star is media but it's very difficult for a newspaper to ramp up and do literally minute by minute they don't put reports. out a
1: newspaper every time something happens they put Correct. it out
0: daily but 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 they can do an in-depth story about crime statistics or they can do an in-depth long story about a business uh, you know, we don't have. That's not mm-hmm. our core you know, impetus. Television stations—they can do a a report on anything and add the visual mm-hmm. aspect. So when you say B-roll,
1: B-roll, B-roll, right? Isn't so, that what they call it in the television world?
0: So just remember, when when you use the term media, we all have kind of our silo that we that that we focus on that we do it. So uh, when in this case, when the media says <laughs> this isn't good. <laughs> And it's uh, across all of those spectrums, uh, pay a little more attention to it because it's a little deeper than I think a lot of people want to think.
1: Very good. Well, I appreciate it, Mark. I um, we'll, we'll continue to watch this and, and see what happens, and we'll keep plugging away. All
0: right. And, uh, again, at org. that's where you can find out all of the information on upcoming events. And if people want to contact you, maybe have a topic for us to discuss.
1: Bud at org, Or I know you've got a phone. <laughs> 402-466-3419.
0: This has been the Lincoln Business Beat from the Lincoln Independent Business Association and KLIN Radio, reviewing and updating business owners and community members about what's happening in the business community in and around Lincoln. Along with Liba President and CEO Bud Seinhorst, I'm Mark Vail. Lincoln Business Beat is made possible by the 1890 Initiative. Visit 1890Nebraska.com, where 100% of your donation goes directly to Husker student-athletes.